La pendule fait tic-tac, tic-tic. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic. Glou, 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 font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding, ding, dong. Mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum. Tout avec lui dit boum. Et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille. Bonjour Rugby Friends and welcome to a new edition of the French Rugby Connection with moi, Véronique Landieu and Bill Hooper. Bill Hooper, let's not forget, is half French and half English and your mother used to be from Brittany, I believe. That's right, Camper. Oh yes, just down the road from where I come from. Anyway, finally mm. it's here, quarterfinal mm. after three weeks and really, really good news. You know, all my prayers did bring some results <laughs> to the rugby gold. Yes, Monsieur Antoine Dutron is back and he was present at the press conference today. He's going to start uh, on Sunday against South Africa. So great news for France. He's fit to play. I just hope that South Africans are not going to use him as a target. Well, that's always a danger, isn't it? He's made a remarkable recovery. That's uh, all I can say. But I, I dare say that um, I think they're going to, they probably will be targeting him early on in the game. And uh, just to test out that injury, just see how, how much it's healed. Who else? do we have in Les Bleus? Well, it's, um, the team is pretty much, as, I think, as we expected, really. Um, it's good to see, uh, uh, obviously, uh, Jalibert there at 10 and uh, the, the midfield, Danti and Ficou. Uh, and then on, on, on the, the back three, Ramos, uh, Penault, who's having a wonderful tournament, and, and, uh, and uh, Biaberi. Yes, yes. Um, um, South African, they've made a few changes. So, uh, yes. a fly half, they've got Libok, who's one to, to watch. Libok, yes, and Reinach at scrum half, and he likes to score tries, isn't he? He's uh, So, it's going to be interesting. He's very fast off the mark. That's that's going to be a very fast, that's going to be a great battle at half-back, I think, uh, to see uh, who gets on top there. And I think that the French back row are going to have to be very, very alert because um, I think Dupont's going to need some some, some help there, especially in defence. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And because usually the strategy of the spring box are very much, you know, to be heavy-handed, physical, using the front pack, you know, uh, bulldozer style. But this time around, you know, they're playing the cards in a different way. I believe they've got... Um, on the bench, there have been some some changes. Can you uh, elaborate? Can you mention? Yeah, obviously, you know, uh, the last game they had a uh, was it six one split on the bench. Four six four was one back. Mm -hmm. uh, this time they they've changed it a little bit. Uh, I think they've got three backs uh, on the on the bench. So a little bit of a change of tactics there. But uh, it's going to be it's it's going to be a fascinating battle, and I think. Um, My money's on France. I think France are going to win. Um, and I say that not just, just because I'm half French, but I just think that France are, are playing with so much um, vigour and excitement and flair and with the crowd of the Stade de France behind them. I, I just think France will win. It's going to be very close. It's going to be a very close battle. It's going to be a very physical battle up front. Uh, but I do, I do think France will win. Physical battle, according to Fabien Gatier, who held the press conference this morning with Antoine Dupont, he likened the games as a game of chess. Yes, well, I think it probably will be a game of chess early on. I think both sides will look to feel each other out. 
But um, I don't know. It could well be. It could. It could start with. It could start with fireworks. It could start with a bang. Who knows? An early try changes everything, and, and then the best laid plans go out the door. Um, if France can get an early score, then the, 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 the Springboks are going to be on the back foot. Um, we're just going to have to see how it plays out. I mean, plans are great, but it's what happens on the pitch that counts. Yes, absolutely. So in terms of uh, stats, uh, do you know how many times France played against South Africa? Well, in the World Cup, they only played once, and that, that was in 1995 in South Africa in the semi-final. Oh, my goodness. Don't remind me. Oh, gosh. Yeah. When the two tries were... Were disallowed by yep. a Welsh. Uh, sorry for my Welsh friends. A Welsh referee uh, who disallowed Mr. Mr. the two Mr. tries. Bevan. Mr. Mr. Derek Bevan, I think, was a referee that day. Uh, in, I think it was Durban. They played it, and it, it was it was like playing in a monsoon. It was indeed. So his name was Revan, and I remember things in season two. I had the pleasure to um, interview Abdel Benazi. Mm. Who played in the semi-final alongside Fabien Gatier and and uh, uh, Tamak and and so on? Uh, he did say clearly, and I read uh, read his book as well that he did score a try, but it was yeah. disallowed. It's you know it was and yeah, you're right. The sky really opened up. You know it was a uh, <laughs> torrential rains. But what you know provo- provoked some controversies that uh, Revan afterwards was offered a golden watch by the South African Federation. So yeah. we leave it as it is, you know. We we'll leave it, it at that, but uh, I know. It's like they say in English, it's, it's all water under the bridge, and it really was water at that, uh, in Durban on that, on that night. So um, France and South Africa met 45 times, and South Africa beat France 24 times. And since 2009, France lost seven times, until, until, you must remember that time, mm. when they met last year in the Stade Vélodrome in Marseille. And finally, finally, <laughs> uh, Les Bleus bagged the win. Yes, uh, that was a great win. And um, it, it, this is a great thing about the France. France need, needed to learn how to beat the Southern Hemisphere size against the, the Springboks, the All Blacks. That's what you need to do. You need to be able to beat these sides to have a chance of winning a World Cup, and uh, and that really was uh, that was a, a great stepping stone for France to get that to get that win against uh, the Springboks in Marseille that night. Yeah, it was absolutely sensational. Um, so let's review the team. Les, Les Bleus are going to play on Sunday evening. Let's not forget Sunday evening at eight o'clock English time, nine o'clock French time. Yes, so it's going to be a, a cracking game in, in Stade de France. Um, yes, so who's playing? Uh, which position? Is it the usual suspect? Uh, yeah, I think so, really. I mean, we, we, the front row is pretty much as, as it has been um, by um, Mavuka. Um, I'm trying to think. Who and Antonio, Antonio. Uni Antonio, yes. And then in the, in the, in the second row, it says Thibaut Flamand. Um and um, Cameron Wookie. Yep. Uh, and then the back row is um, Audrey at number eight, and then uh, Jolange and uh, Le Grand Charles, as I call him. Le Grand Charles, indeed, yes. Le Grand Charles, Yvon, and, of course, uh, and then of course you have uh, half back uh, uh, Dupont and, and Jalibert. 
uh, as I said, in the centres, uh, Dante and Ficou. And then the back three um, is Peno, Biaberi and uh, Thomas Ramos at the back, so uh, at full-back. So um, a, a good side. Definitely. Uh, uh, and still, no, Bielbieri is the youngest player to have ever played in a World Cup uh, uh, championship, I think. He's only 20 years old. Only 20 but... years old. And, and, he, and he seems totally at home playing in that side. And he, he seems utterly fearless. Nothing yeah. nothing seems to sort of phase him. Um, of course, this Sunday against the Springboks, that's going to be a massive physical contest for him. But... Uh, uh, I, I, I've got full confidence he'll come through. Mm-hmm. And he might even be the hero for France. Who knows? Who knows? And uh, so let's look at the Springbok. So obviously, Libok, we mentioned, is yeah. is coming to the fore. Um, Ryan Ark so- has come off again. He's come in. He's going to be interesting. They've gone for Ryan Ark and, and not gone for Faf de, uh, de Klerk. Um, mm-hmm. Perhaps. Um, Perhaps their kicking option isn't great. It's going to be interesting. Um, if it come, if it's a tight game, I mean, we saw that um, the Springboks, uh, especially when they played against Ireland. Yes, they didn't have, they didn't have a they didn't have a, a proper kicker on the pitch, did they? And that, Correct. And that, it, ultimately, you could say that cost them the match. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to see uh, how it pans out. Um, you look at the French team. Ramos is nailed on certainty to get to, to get his kicks in. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be a question of taking points um, when you can. This is knockout rugby now. You, this is what you've got to do when you get down into the into the opposition of twenty two. You've got to come away with points, whether you can get a try, get penalty, or drop a goal. Come away with points and build build a score. That's what we've got. That's what either side must do on Sunday. Yes, and let's let's um, let's not forget that France been bridesmaids three times, but never the bride. So we're not that far away. Only two two games away. I mean, three games away. You know, from lifting that cup and having the support or of the public. Things yes. should play in our in our favour. It is, uh, it is indeed. And uh, on the horizon, when you look at it, if you get, to, you know, we get through to the semi final, then there is the potential of a repeat of two thousand and seven when France played England in the semi final. <laughs> yes, that, and 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 unfortunately, Eng- England won that game. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, what if, what if? Yeah, yes, yeah, absolutely. But, hey, let's talk about the the other games. Yes, um, let's do. Yes, okay. So Ireland against New Zealand. Well, that's it's going to be absolutely tremendous. I, I, I've got a sneaking feeling that New Zealand might just get pipped Ireland. I, I just feel that New Zealand are coming to the the boil at the right time. They had a slow start against France in their opening game, but they've been building slowly and they're beginning to show some of the old all-black flair um, that we've uh, perhaps not seen early on in the, in the, in the competition. And I, I think they could well spring a, a surprise for some 
uh, mm-hmm. tomorrow night in the Stade de France when they play Ireland. But uh, again, this is going to be a tremendous clash and I think it's going to be a very, very close game. Um, what about the other games? Well, uh, that's Wales against Argentina and I'm going for Wales. Um, I think Wales have got uh, have been on a really good run. They built, um, they certainly got uh, a good head of steam up. Argentina have they've disappointed me to be to be frank. Um, I really expected more from Argentina this World Cup, but they just don't seem to be firing on all cylinders. And I, there's nothing I haven't seen anything to make me change my mind on that. So I'm going to go for Wales. Mm, yeah, I mean, I I'm of I am of the same opinion as well as you. And um, then, of course, England against Fiji. England against Fiji. Uh, an interesting mm. game. A very interesting game. As you know, just before the World Cup, Fiji played England at Twickenham and beat them. Yeah. Um, we all remember that game, yes. Indeed. Um, but um, I, I've, I've been um, privy to some information this week. I mean, um, as you know, I spoke to you previously. Sam Matavesi, who plays for Fiji, has yes. been um, uh, comes from my part of the world in Cornwall. Sadly, this week he, his father passed away, and he's been back here in Cornwall most of the week, and he's only just gone back out to to uh, Marseille uh, for Sunday's semi final uh, quarter final, um, and he's on the bench. Um, I just hope that he's 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 going to be okay because it's. Um, you know, my my thoughts and prayers are very much with uh, with him and the rest of his family. And uh, mm-hmm. I know that there's a, a Camborne, his hometown in Cornwall, will be they will be rooting for Fiji and Sam on Sunday. Ah, oh, so yeah, but it's a tough one. England or Fiji? I'm guessing that's going to be an interesting. I one. suspect. I suspect England will come through, but again, I think it could be tight. I'm not so sure about that. You know, um, I think Fiji might might just uh, do it, and that would be such a wonderful, wonderful news it would be great. for them. It, yes. it would be great. Um, it would be great if they could do it. Um, who knows? Again, it's all on the day. You yes. just don't know. They're capable of some magical play, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. If if their head's in the right place, they could they could easily cause an upset. Yeah. Um, England, you just don't know what what sort of side's going to turn up. But <laughs> if they can't get themselves motivated for a World Cup quarter final, then there really is a big problem. I think they're motivated. It's maybe the way they're being managed. But anyway, that's my that's my thought. Um, so let let's review the the, the timing. So quarterfinal rugby France Wales against Argentina tomorrow at four o'clock. Ireland uh, against New Zealand at eight o'clock. England against Fiji Sunday at three o'clock. And then of course the must watch France yeah. against South Africa eight o'clock. So I have to say a few prayers to the rugby good. To make sure to make sure that France uh, bags a win and get closer to to that uh, semi final than final. Yep, it's one game at a time, and and it doesn't matter how you win as long as you win, and that's all it that matters. Because at the end of the day, 
Nobody remembers who finishes second. It's only the winners that count. But let's not forget, it's been a, a long-term project for Fabien Gatier and his uh, young team when he took over in um, in 2019. I think it was in November or December after the World Cup. So that's where getting getting there, you know. And I think I, I remember speaking with Ben Cohen and Dan Luger, the 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 English players that won mm. the uh, 2003. World Cup, <laughs> um, and it didn't mention in the, they really never doubted themselves. Of course, you know they had some quite difficult games, but for them it was a job that needed to be done, and it happened. It happened, you know, because they had that self belief, and even if they had some rubbish game as well in between, um, yeah, it's it, it, it did work. So uh, yes, having yeah, the right it, attitude and. and There were still players playing for England then who played in seven in the World Cup final. Uh, so there was there was still a good legacy there um, back in, in 2000s, in, in seven, um, when uh, England got to the, to the final uh, again. But, um, you, you know, and it was Phil Vickery was the captain that day for, for England. And again, he's another... Another fine player who comes from my part of the world. Of so. course, of course, <laughs> you would say that. You know, rugby world is such a small, uh, such a small world. Everybody know each other. My local club here in Falmouth has a, an affiliation with Bundiaki from Ireland, who plays for Ireland. Bundiaki came here to uh, to to Cornwall um, when he was a, a young student and he stayed in Falmouth and he played for the local club no. before he went on to, to do great things. So, uh, in fact, he was Bundy was back here in Falmouth uh, over the summer and uh, so he has a, a strong connection with this part, my part of the world as well. So, you know, uh, rugby stars come and go from little old Cornwall, which is great. And let's not forget that uh, thanks to the World Cup happening in France as well, the French audience is getting more and more enthused by the progress of the French team. As you know, in France is a is a, is is a place where uh, the uh, soccer football is, is still number one sport. But it's a uh, well, no, yeah. it's creating a shift. And again, we're so lucky to have that. Those wonderful, well, it, 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 wonderful, 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 talented, young players. So, Bill, uh, I know what I'm going to do this weekend. It's going, I'm going to have some some rugby eyes by <laughs> the end of uh, Sunday evening. Hopefully, you know, I will shed a few tears of joy. <laughs> well, I hope so. And hopefully we'll both be able to have a nice glass of red wine or something to sort of celebrate a nice, a nice win. Uh, like we do in Brittany, I can't remember. What do you drink? Is it cider? I forgot. Or oh, shushen. Shushen, which is a very, very honey-based type of liquor, if I believe, oh, if I remember yeah. correctly. <laughs> yes, a bit like a bit like mead we have here. But um, yes, so I, I do I do enjoy my cider when I'm in Brittany. It's uh, lovely. Yeah. Okay. Au revoir. Au revoir. À bientôt. À bientôt. Les oiseaux du lac, pic-pac, pic-pic, glou-glou-glou, font tous les dindons. Et la jolie cloche, ding-ding-dong, mais boum, quand notre cœur fait boum, tout avec lui dit boum, et c'est l'amour qui s'éveille.